I'm bam, we're live. I'm freezing. You're cold. I am. Is it cold there? Dude. I guess I not not compared to where you're at. I don't know. I mean, Northern California gets pretty cold. I'm gonna say 40. It's probably the same. It's maybe it's actually it's gonna get down into like the low twenties here this week. Ooh, you got snow on the ground? We usually get a big snowstorm like twice a year. And I think it is supposed to snow on Saturday and Sunday. I've put some like um, uh, whatever Swolverine's like rehydration mix is. I just put a little tiny bit of that into a cup and then fill it with hot water. And it's like drinking tea. Mm, I've done that. I've done that with some of those types of like salty. Is it salty? Is the one that you have salty? No, but it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be. But they've got like something like mango flavored or something. Nice. But anyway, I like it. It's my hot drink at night because if I drink coffee now at 630, I'm, I'm hosed. No way. Yeah. Those days of being a young man and drinking coffee at late at night, uh, way over. Is it because you have to pee a lot or it'll keep you awake? I have to pee a lot anyway, but uh, awake. Both very good, great questions. Thanks. Uh, Elmer Fudd as in Dennis the Menace. Yeah, I am Elmer Fudd with this hat on. Where's my wabbit? Hunting wabbit. Okay, go ahead. Is it just me and you? Yeah, it's just us. Well, Caleb's uh -huh. in the background in case you say something that needs a picture. Okay. Cool. And long time, no chat. Yeah. Hey, um, let's just dig in. Well, first, where are you? I'm at our office because if I tried to do this at home, you gave me the option of either 6.30 in the morning or 6.30 at night. And both yeah. of those times were, as you know, very chaotic with little kids. Uh, tell me your day today. Um, well, it's changed a little bit recently, but today I did more, uh, street parking stuff than I have for the last couple of weeks. I, um, woke up, wake up, well, the one-year-old woke me up at six, six. There was a period of time where I was waking up at five 30 and working out in the morning. Mm. And then it's like the baby knew that I was awake. So he just started waking up at five 30 also. Mm -hmm. And so that got kind of ruined. So I just wake up with, and how old's the baby? What the baby is? He'll be two in two months, in like a month and a half. And that's your youngest of three. Yeah. Man, you're doing so it. So I'm still breastfeeding him though. Fine. Um, so he wakes up. He woke I up. I love today. breastfeeding. I love breastfeeding. It's so good. It's like it's it's the closest thing to like a miracle or magic, I swear, on this planet. It's nuts. Do you do you put the um, breast milk on everything? My my wife would do that. Like they got an ouchie, put it on there. Their eye looks a little puffy. Squirt a little breast milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife does that too. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Have to make some like face cream out of it. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> and and do you like it? I spoke to a lady today at the coffee shop. I was hanging out at the coffee shop today. Just my three boys, a mom and her kid. And she's like, uh, she she said she's set the kid's seven months old and she doesn't like it. But I thought I need to double check with my wife. But my wife looked like she loved it. I mean, she didn't like um, staying up all night, but I think overall it was a net positive. It's like one of those things where there are times when you're doing it where it's, I mean, it's a, it's a commitment for sure. And, um, my first, so Knox and then crew is our youngest. They both were biters, like big time, like, Ooh. like draw blood, like biting. And it's a very big time commitment. Um, do you but hit the, the kids when they do that. Do you hit a baby when you do that? Just fucking smack the shit out of them. Um, I mean, I've like probably pushed him off too forcefully a few times. Well, I mean, it's like a natural reaction, right? You like, or but the funny thing is, is you'll be like, ah, and you'll scream because you're not expecting it, and then they start crying, like, how dare you? Yeah. Scream when I bite you. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, I, the middle one didn't bite me at all, like ever, but the, the first one, and the last one, but I would say now, um, because we don't plan on having any other kids, like it's definitely something that I'm trying to just really cherish and the connection and the bond is, um, is very real. So, yeah, that's that my wife uh, would use that narrative also. How many times are you going to be pregnant? How many times are you going to get a chance to do this? Like spin a spin a good story around it. Make sure you got a good narrative around it. Enjoy the experience. Make sure it's an experience and these are sensations. And, and I, I liked how she handled it like that. Yeah, it's very similar to the pregnancy journey itself. Right. Right. Yeah. And and then um uh, we're gonna get back to your schedule in a second, but so um uh don't you guys get some drugs or something pumped into your brain? Like don't like like you start breastfeeding and then like you get like a dose of like uh fentanyl <laughs> or something? Oh, oxytocin. I knew it was something. <laughs> and fentanyl. I think fentanyl. that's where fentanyl yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are there comments on this thing? If people say comments, am I gonna be able to see it? Oh yeah, you can't see. Oh, so go up into the right hand corner and it should say private chat or comments. Oh, okay. I was only on private chat. Okay, cool. Careful though. This is a, this is a uh, you don't be like Jason Kalipa and you just fall into the a uh, pit. Oxytocin is a hormone that acts on organs in the body, including the breast and uterus, and as a chemical messenger in the brain, controlling key aspects of the reproductive system, including childbirth and lactation, and aspects of human behavior. It should it's say after that, young. What? Say that. what? Feel good hormone. Feel good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you get a, a 6 a.m. Uh, wakes you up at one year old. So, so you don't get a chance to work out do, and you just start breastfeeding right away. Yeah. I take him back into like my bed or I'll stay. We have a mattress on the floor in his room. Um, and I'll breastfeed him for like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. And then the other two will get up and Julian and all of us will go downstairs and then it's just chaos, chaos. So none of our kids go to school. Um, and then Julian left to come to the office at like 8.30. We do have somebody that comes in to help with the kids at 9.30. And today I needed to be at the office around 11.30 because I was recording a podcast and we had some meetings and stuff. Um, Who would you do a podcast with? Myself. Okay. <laughs> just talking to myself. All right, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it was just one of our street parking podcasts I, I recorded earlier today. Um, but for the last couple months, I haven't been coming into the office as much. Um, I've transitioned into more of like taking care of the nice, taking care of our boys more. And we pulled our three-year-old was in a preschool and we pulled him out of it. Mm. Um, so I'm usually for, now, for any reason, for, was he for, or just you wanted for any reason, like problem with the preschool or just you wanted no, to change no, no, it up? No, 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 no. Um, our six-year-old went there for three years and there was no problem with the preschool. It just, honestly, it felt like we were using that preschool as daycare. Cause I was, uh, I'm homeschooling our six-year-old with a couple other families. We would get together a couple days a week. And other than that, I'm teaching him on my own. So he doesn't go to school. And then the, the one-year-old wasn't going to school. And so it felt like we were pawning him off and I felt like he was going to be able to pick up on that. And I was like, well, if, if we're just going to pull them out eventually. And I've, I have made a transition to be more at home. Um, it's just like something that I have wanted to do for a long time. And we're in a financial position and the business is doing well enough. And Julian's plugged in that like, I, I can, so why wouldn't I? So I've been spending more time with our kids the last like six weeks, maybe. And, um, so we pulled the three-year-old out of school. Yeah. So I was with the, the two older ones until till like 11 when I came here. And then I was here from like 11 till three. Then I was went home 
And I feel like you had another question. Oh, I, I do, but I'll come back to it. I, I took a note. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do, do you nap? And have you napped yet? It's th- you got up at six and it's three. Have you napped yet? I didn't no, hear you say I'm, nap. No nap. Come oh. on. Did right. your wife get to take naps? Uh, no, but I do. <laughs> no. That's crazy. She doesn't nap. That's crazy. How does she do that? I got to ask her. No, she doesn't nap. That's weird. No. I nap. Um, no. So I was here from 11 till three doing some work stuff. And then I was home from three to like four 30. Julian rolled up with a, uh, our accountant who is in town and one of our other staff here and we worked out together and then I got ready and I came back here. Dang. Um, uh, what sex are the kids? They're all boys. All boys. Okay. So yeah, remember I, we hung. We went to the we went to that um aquarium. That's right. That's right. And when when boy like today, a lot of times, like I think I'm like I'm gonna finish the podcast and I'm gonna hang out for a minute in the house or I'm gonna do something at 9 a.m. And I'm just like, oh, I have to. It, it's like having dogs. They have to be walked. So like I just immediately get them dressed and I have by 10 a.m. or so. They do they do school in the morning and then the instructor comes to the house and they do martial arts for an hour and then immediately I have to take them out. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll destroy the house and they're good kids, but they'll. Destroy- I had to take them. Out. It was raining hard, but it's yeah. like if you don't get them outside before ten a.m. By the yeah. time ten a.m. rolls around, like forget, like they're gonna be so mean to each other. Yeah, and yeah. just like it's it's bad. And so I mean, it's good for all of us to get out in the morning. We try. Do you to, have a but- spot where you walk them? Like I got a, you know, like you have a spot where you walk your dog. I got a spot. It's a mile each direction. It's along the beach. You you know it it's by where the point market is. Oh Westcliff. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I park there. And I just walk the kids two miles. I mean, they're on skateboards or yeah. one wheels or they do other stuff or I let them go down to the water, but I'm just walking. Our neighborhood that we live in is beautiful and it has a really cool park and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it's super safe. It's super safe as far as like, there's almost no traffic and everything. So the other place that we take them is um, we are building a house like 10 minutes from us and it's on two acres. And so it's like, they're starting drywall this week. But right now it's just like a maze and like a playground for them. So they just go in the, and it's very hilly. It's on a hill. So they go nuts over there and we'll take them there. There's throw rocks for a couple hours and stuff. So this mattress, this auxiliary mattress. Oh, we have auxiliary mattresses in like every room. <laughs> oh, it, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I never talked about my auxiliary mattress because wow. I was too, because I was, I'm, I'm, embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but I had rich froning on. And I said something about sleeping in bed. He said, I don't sleep in the bed with my wife. I sleep on the mattress on the floor. I was like, oh, fuck. We're going to talk about the mattress on the floor? Julian sleeps on the mattress on the floor. I mean, we always start out together, but one of us always ends up on a mattress on the floor somewhere. Yeah, crazy. Okay. All right. And and I told myself I just got a single mattress at first. And I'm like, hey, the day that we need a bigger mattress on the floor is the time to put my foot down. But I ended up getting, now I got a queen size mattress. What's the biggest mattress, floor mattress you have? Oh, in the baby's room and so Knox and Banner share a room. They have bunk beds. There's bunk beds in there and a full-size bed and a full-size mattress on the floor. And it's two little kids. Okay, full-size. Okay, no king-size mattresses on the floor. No, no king-size mattresses on the floor. There's a full-size mattress in the baby's room too, though. Okay. I just got one queen-size in my bedroom, and I'm, I'm, I'm always a little ashamed about it. I've only talked about it on two episodes, the one with Rich and now with you, but I heard you mention mattress, so I felt like I should be vulnerable, too, and let you know we have a mattress also. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we're all supposed to be sleeping on the same mattress, probably. That's how we were designed, and we just try to put everybody in their rooms, and it doesn't work. Right, We're all right. going against nature. We have – we 
the, 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 it sounds like you're doing the same thing we do. We put them in bed, and then it's fifty nine percent of the nights. Uh, there's a mar- There's the the traditional the march where they march one by one. They march into the room. Some of them are runners because they're scared. Some of them walk casually. My oldest is scared of the dark, so he runs, which always mm-hmm. makes me nervous. You have anyone who runs into the room and you're like, dude. You're gonna the run the most common occurrence for us is the oldest who shares the his room with the middle. He'll walk in in his little underwear. It's like the cutest thing ever. And his hair's all messed up. And he's like, this guy will not let me sleep. He's like, this guy never <laughs> lets me sleep. Is he and awake when he says it or is, it, is he asleep? Mostly, kind of. And, and it's because the middle one like wants something, but he refuses to get out of bed. And so he starts asking the older one for it. And so he comes and gets us to complain about him. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my wife uh, got hit the, the other night. Uh, pretty, pretty good. It was the first time she's been hit probably in whew, four or five years, but I heard it. It woke me up. And then I heard one of my kids like, go, Oh, I'm so, so sorry, mom. And he, he had a dream. He was in jujitsu and uh, he, even he knew walked in and hit her. Or was he sleeping? No, no, he was sleeping. He was sleeping. Okay. <laughs> he was sleeping. God, it was yeah. crazy. Didn't give her a shiner though. Oh, I've gotten shiners from the from the boys. I've gotten like cuts on my face from toys hitting me and stuff. Haley Haley got a really big shiner and a cut. Uh, a kid was breastfeeding and, and popped its head up on her while she was looking down. Yeah, that one was like the one where you go to Whole Foods and they're like, "Do you need someone to talk to?" <laughs> you know, like yeah, Sevon hitting you again. I mean, Sevon hitting you. Um, CrossFit Games are coming up. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Yeah, I do. And last year, uh, street parking, the uh, the organization, the movement, the community, the the empire, street parking empire was intimately involved. They even had uh, Adrian uh, Bosman, mm-hmm. former friend of yours, maybe still a friend, close, yeah, yeah, still a friend. Um, uh, come out, uh, made some really a really cool video with him, um, and then uh, sort of it was kind of interesting to see the two, you know units come together right street parking and uh crossfit um what's the plan this year is the opens uh just around the corner are you guys uh are you guys holding hands with crossfit again or um I, not as uh we're not holding hands as tightly as we were last year <laughs> not officially adrian's not coming so adrian's not coming out or dave's not coming out for another video no no they're not coming out this year um and we've i mean we so obviously i mean it's no it's no secret that a lot of our members uh, come from CrossFit. They're still very heavily involved, still love doing the open. And we've always, and always, well, I shouldn't say we always will be because I don't want to predict the future, but we've always been very supportive of that. We're going to allow them to log those workouts. We're going to make an extra program for them and put them so that they can log. Our members are very um, attached to logging because they can earn gear and stuff like that if they log a certain number of workouts. And so we're going to make them loggable. We're going to give them tips on how to, you know, do it and everything like that. We're not, we don't have as um, much of like an integrated plan with CrossFit for all of that stuff this year though. You are basically allowing your community to be leveraged with cooperation from street parking before and now that cooperation is not there. You're just facilitating it for your members, not so much CrossFit Inc. HQ. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I mean that that that. Well, what would you say street parking is? We call it a programming community. 
And um, what did you I want say to say this. I knew this girl and she she worked at CrossFit and she wanted to start this program up and then she got knocked up. And she was <laughs> like, fuck, I don't know if I should still do it or people's gonna still want to do it with some pregnant lady doing it. And she did it anyway. And she was a great speaker and she enjoyed people and she enjoyed helping people and interacting with people. And she just kept going when she was pregnant. And that actually lent to the uh, authenticity of her of her movement, of her company, of her programming. And they got it, there was a uh, probably like a, a it was supercharged with this kind of intimacy because she was going through that her first pregnancy and this community built. And she there's a uh, and this community is um, people who want to move and, and be healthy and uh, she has a tremendous background in, in, in all of those things, in people, in movement, and in being healthy. And so uh, – and, and she wants to encourage people to do that, and she allows people to do it in their own home yeah, and nice. everywhere. That's not nearly as smooth. I mean, <laughs> yours is just like programming community. It's a pro – yeah, I, we, we call it a program. I mean, there's – I could go more in depth like you did. It's It's for people – Originally, well, originally, I'm a storyteller, so mine's always going to be a story. Like there's, yeah, like there was babies and sex in my story and stuff like that. <laughs> originally, in 2016, it was a program for those who don't have um, access to, can't afford, uh, or don't enjoy going to a regular gym. It was a program, and to be able to find people to like still commiserate with. Um, about the workouts, but online from a safe distance or from the middle of nowhere in Montana or whatever, you know, um, or for people who aren't with limited time, space or equipment. So I guess that's, I mean, similar idea, but that was where, where the idea came from. And then the community just grew much bigger and much more tight knit than we could have even imagined. And so, um, do you ever feel like it was growing so fast that you couldn't I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say support, but I'll think of a better word that you couldn't support the community. Like how, how long has street parking been around? We are, we're in our eighth year now. So like, let's say around year two or one, mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh my God, there's like, so there's so many people here. Um, how, how can I support them all? Like, I can't possibly talk to them all. I can't possibly respond to them all. I can't like, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. You know where it got tricky. So we used to, um, when we first started, it was just Julian and I, and we were committed to commenting on every Facebook post and every Instagram post from any member that used the hashtag street parking and from our street parking members, Instagram, which used to be private, we followed back anybody who joined. So we would ask every single member who joined who their, um, or what their Instagram was. And we would follow them back. Even if they were private, we would follow them back and we would comment on all of that stuff. What we didn't know when we started, well, A, we didn't know that we would ever have the number of members that we did, but B, we didn't know that there was a limit to how many people you can follow on Instagram. Oh, and it's, oh. that number is 7,500. Oh. And so we couldn't follow people back anymore. And many, 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 many of our members are private. And so we were like, well, shoot, like we can't follow them. So we're not going to see their posts. How are we going to support them? Because it was very important to us. You know, you, you talk about, you know, more than anyone, um, the importance of if somebody walks into your CrossFit gym or your gym and they take your class, they need to have some sort of coaching every single day. 
and they need to hear good job or some sort of affirmation that you're here and we see you and we recognize that you're working hard or whatever. And so we were trying to recreate that. And after a few years, it wasn't just Julian and I, but we had hired people to help us with that. Mm -hmm. But once we couldn't follow people back anymore, we had to start getting creative and we created street parking members two and street parking members three. But eventually we had to just let that go because we're at 35,000 members now. And um, we almost got our street parking members Instagram shut down because they thought we were a bot. Because every time oh. someone would join, we would add them. And every time someone we would cancel, we would take them off. And we were doing that daily. And it just looked like we were, you know, it was fishy. So um, we met, we ended Isn't up having- is that interesting? So the, the platform's not conducive to really running big flourishing communities. Yeah, no, I mean, our, and then I would say the other place is That's the a Facebook trip. That's a trip. is yeah. nuts. Our Facebook, imagine a 35,000 member CrossFit gym and like all the, <laughs> all the drama and all the arguing about politics and all the, yeah. this person's jokes are way too inappropriate and this person's yeah. way too sensitive. Like it all happens on our Facebook group. It's nuts. Hey, so do you ever feel like you should just, um, this is gonna, kind of a weird thing but just ignore them. Like I want to interact with the people who watch the show, but also part of me wants to just completely leave them alone. So like my life doesn't have, when I turn this off, my life doesn't have any of these people. Yeah. I don't see them. They don't live in my neighborhood, but in the morning, I'm so excited to see them. I get up, I turn it on. They're all there. I talk to them. Now it's tiny. It's, it's 1% the size of your community. That's not maybe, true. Maybe. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, no, 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 and and that might be a gross exaggeration. Um, do do you ever? But but I don't want to like. I don't want to fuck with them because I don't want to ruin their shit. Like my part, like I feel like I'm just supposed to walk around and pick up the trash and like leave sandwiches out and like you know what I mean. Like I'm just, do, do you know what I mean? Like I just turn on my computer, I hang out, I bring some topics here, I bring some people here, but like I don't want to. I don't know how to interact with them outside of that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with it. Like how do you know what to mess with? Well, so I've been on a th th that's been a journey for me. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? Like what levers to pull? Should you not like leave a big bucket of water? And they're like, we hate water. You're like, fuck, sorry. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, well, so I would say that in the last year, actually, it started in 2020 where it became very clear that I put. I wasn't trying to build a community. Were you trying to build a community? Did you know? And you were, I know you were trying to sell workouts. Did you know that a community was going to grow? Um, I thought it would be more, you know what I thought it would be more like is I thought it would be more like 2007, eight CrossFit.com where people would like post yeah. a score and then like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. a couple like memes here and there, Yeah. but yeah. not like, Hey, should I divorce my husband? On the right, not right, 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 you know? right. Like, Oh my God, like this is so inappropriate and please don't ask for advice from strangers. Um, but yeah, it's that so place, I, but it's that place. You can't control it. Right. Yeah. But in 2020 where people, I feel like got way more active on social media and um, were way more demanding of what they thought that just a, a, a person should give to them if they're part of their company got to a place where it was just nuts. Right. And I was um, with our second. So our second was born May 3rd in 2020. So when it was, when people were really starting to lose it. Right? 
Caleb's going around. Caleb's going around. Um, uh, I was, I mean, I was, so I was early postpartum with uh, Banner, our second, and I was up till like two, three in the morning, like responding to people um, who were upset about this social thing or this post or, or, or what do you, and it, I, I let it get to me way too much because I was so worried about wanting everybody to be heard and want, not wanting them to think that I didn't care about their thoughts and feelings about things. Um, and I let it get out of control. I've let my DMS get out of control too, because if a member DMS me and a lot of our members will put a little key in their bio. So like, you know, it's like a little, you know, signal and I'll want to respond to them if they tag me in a story or, and I want to show them that love because they've taken the time and, and they trust us with their fitness and they're excited about it. And it, but it can just open up one response. And now this person is messaging you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've yeah, created, I got those, that's what I am. Like, I have like a hundred friends in my DM. Yeah. It's crazy. But then like you, you start and that, but then you like, don't answer one and then you feel guilty. So yeah. I mean, in this last year, I've really had to learn to when I'm on social media and I scroll, if I see something, I'll comment on it. I'll like it. I'll reshare it in my story. I'll open up a couple of DMS and I'll do my best. Um, but I also feel like as a, as a an quote unquote influencer that I was going against my actual beliefs in demonstrating that I was spending so much time on social media where I don't actually don't think that people should. Oh, right. You know, so I want to set an example of, Hey, I'm, we, we actually delete Instagram off of our phones now at like 6 PM when we're at home most nights Wow. so that we can't scroll through it. Wow. You know, just because it's such a second nature thing for us now. We've been doing this for, you know, seven years. And I was very active on social media when I was competing with NorCal and the NC Lab and all of that stuff, too. So do you um, like that? Are you glad you did that? Yes. Yeah. Especially with breastfeeding, bringing back the breastfeeding, like you end up just like doom scrolling. And I was pregnant through all of the and, or I was breastfeeding through all, all of the 2020 election <laughs> year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, um, pregnant again in 2021. So you just end up reading the news and dumb shit. And like, it was, it's not and having the phone by health. your baby's head too. That part sucks. Yeah. That's probably not good either. Um, I, I the thing is too, though, also, um, I've never had anyone get upset for not responding. No one ever gets pissed. No one's ever like, Hey asshole, you didn't respond to me. I feel like everyone's like, I, I want to say 99%, but I feel like it's a hundred percent. I've never had anyone say, Hey, I did have one person one time, like accuse me of like erasing our Instagram messages. Like that was, that was <laughs> really weird. Uh, I've had a few people. We've had a few, like you ever get dudes obsessing on you. Too. Well, one recently I had a member who was really, really, really upset that I wasn't as involved in one of our challenges as she thought that I should be. Um, And that I wasn't interacting with the community on Facebook as much as she thought that I should be Mm. and was personally tagging me in, in Instagram stories, complaining about it. Um, trying to get fire that person. Do you just kick them out? You'll be like, Hey, you're a cancer. Bye. Uh, no, no. I mean, we have done that, but no, I just kind of just like said, Hey, like I can't, 
you, you don't know what's going on. Like I'm a, I'm a real human being. <laughs> like yeah, I've got yeah, stuff yeah. going on over here. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, there was one other time where there was a guy and Julian was responding to a question that he had on Facebook and it was on a Sunday and the guy kept going back and forth. And Julian said, Hey man, like email me and I'll get back to you on Monday. Like I'm with my family. And the guy said, well, I pay you to answer my questions. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't fire him either. He's still, they're both still members. And, and I understand that people, they, they lose the concept of that we are real humans. And we've got these other three little humans that we're in charge of taking care of. And um, that they're, they're one person in a group of 35,000 people. And if we let every single person have that kind of access to us, like we would do nothing else. And, you know, but people, uh, you know, they have a swarped view of what it is to be in that position. if they've never. And your whole life is street parking. I mean, it's in my family. Yeah. Well, you, but, but what I mean is like, you're around it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, you're around it at all times. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it, it's interesting. So I just, um, I just come here every morning at 7 a.m. And, or, and I sit down and then some days I do more than one podcast, but, um, recently I opened up memberships. Oh, what did they get? Like a signed photo? I don't want them getting nothing. I don't want to give them nothing. <laughs> so what are there's they, so they many, there's so many, like, so basically I just want to open memberships so that the money would pour in so that, cause I did the behind the scenes and the behind the scenes, let's say cost $60,000 to make. And I would like to recoup that money. And then if it does recoup that money, be like, because already when I did it, I was like, okay, the sponsors will help pay for it. And then it'll generate a lot of traffic to my site and a lot of eyeballs and it'll be cool. Plus I love doing it. I love going there. I just love doing it. So mm -hmm. I opened up these memberships and now money's pouring in. I'm like, okay, cool. So the behind the scenes have almost paid for themselves. Nice. But what, what about after that? I don't want to feel obligated to do it. I'm already do. I can't do anymore. I don't want to yeah. put any more shit behind the paywall. I want everything to be free. I'm still going to make yeah. the behind the scenes free. I just charge the money so you could get early access. But all of a sudden I have all of these thoughts about like community and shit and like managing it. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Well, I, I do want your money. I do want to get rich off your money. I do want to do the behind the scenes. I like all that, but I don't want to all of a sudden start putting shit behind the bay wall or doing juggling fucking like dildos for cash. <laughs> Not that that's what you're doing. You found a, a there are great definitely concept. people who do that. But 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 you know what I mean? Like I like I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know, or if I'm, I do, I want it to be free. I just want to do it for free. Juggle well, that's the thing that I think people didn't understand originally at um the growth of street parking because when especially in 2020, when we saw a lot of games athletes or you know, former games athletes who were like, I'm gonna jump on this like at-home programming train because it's like the hot thing, right? Because everybody's working out at home. What people didn't process is you don't just get to, if you want to grow a community, right? And following, you don't just get to throw up a workout and then go work out all day. Like there's, you gotta, you gotta talk to these people and make them feel, it's not that they, something that we've said from the beginning, something that I knew as a personal trainer or when I owned my CrossFit gym, like it's easy to get people to join, especially when you have the following that I had or that Julian had. Um, we could get people to join. It's getting them to stay and that you're not going to get them to stay, whether you're an in-person gym or an online program, unless they feel like they're a part of something. And so, right. you know, people will quit a program, but they're not going to quit a relationship. And on some level you have to develop a relationship. Now that doesn't, and I don't think should be one-on-one -on -one DM conversations with 35,000 people. 
but they have whether they're making those connections with each other somehow, which is why our Facebook group has always been very important to us, even though it's very hard to manage and we've had some really, you know, uncomfortable situations. Um, or just, you know, liking a, some posts here and there. And we, we encourage and ask all of our staff to do that because it doesn't need to come from me. It just needs to come from someone here. They need to feel seen and like they're a part of it. So um, it's a lot more work. I, I had a call. I remember when Sherwood was going to create a Facebook group for Lynchpin and he called me and he was like, should I create a Facebook group? And I'm like, I mean, yes, but also it's, it's, it's a lot of work to manage. So I think there is a, maybe a seven podcast, Facebook group. I, I don't, I have no idea if there is or isn't, but I know that there are some groups, but I just don't, I, I don't want to go over there. I don't want to go into that. I don't, cause then I feel like that I could fuck. Like, I don't want, that's not what I do. That's not my, my job isn't to party in the park. My job is to make, to maintain the park. I think though, like with like what's happening here, like I see, okay. Hi, Christine is one of our members. She watches your show all the time. I know she does. Cause I see her on here and I talk to her about it. Yeah. She's um, one of the people I'm excited to see in the morning. I met her at, yeah, I met her at yeah. one of your events and I talked she, to her on here and I talked to her. Like, one like, of the, she's yeah. one of the, the people that I, that I have actually become friends with from our community because she was one of the, our original members. And so when there was only 700 people, it was easier to DM with people when they would ask questions and, and now we're friends. Um, but I think you have that with, with these comments. And even if you just read a couple of them and you're interacting that way. So, yeah. I, and I like that. I like reading. Yeah. I like, yeah. And I have the ones that are the go-to, right? Like, so this lady, Judy Reed, like I trust her comments. So I, I bring up a lot of her comments. I don't even have to read them first. I can just bring them up. Do you see people when they, when they log on, you're like, Oh, this freaking guy again. Not when they log on, but I know there are people, there's a handful of people out there, like a, a regular listener, on the earlier podcast today, completely flipped out on me. Oh, really? What yeah, about what? Just, I forget what it was. He he wants me to um, see his. He wants me to like just denounce Israel and see oh it as God. a genocide. He thinks if I don't denounce Israel, that I'm for the killing of people. And, and like my stance is like, dude, my relatives were over there and they fled, and I'm alive. I'm not. I don't think any Palestinian should stay there open the border and run and come to America. That's what my family did. And I went back and visited the house that, that, the, that the people well, you're those, still defending yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> cause, cause he thinks I want people to be killed. No, I just have a different solution than you do. But anyway, he completely flipped out. Yeah. That's the type of stuff without, you know, with all the stuff that was very real and very important yeah. that was going on in 2020, where they wanted me with this like two week old to make a stance and talk to them about it. And it was just, it was rough. They wanted to see your vaccine papers and a Band-Aid on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. God, how glad am I I didn't get that shot now. <sighs> the NFL just launched their cardiac awareness group oh earlier in, in December. Oh, that's weird. That's really weird. Why is the NFL launching the cardiac? Okay. Um, what is the hardest thing eight years was there, what's the hardest thing? Has there, has there ever been a night where you went to bed and you're like, fuck, this is over. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is, this is. Yeah, I mean, probably those. Whenever I, I, I tend to take things too personally. And so whenever I would get a, a member, even this most recent one where the lady was like, I'm probably going to get a message from her after talking about it. Cause she's going to know, but like, after she was saying, like what's her name, about- Miranda, tell me her name, <laughs> <laughs> you know, putting in her story, like you don't care about us. Like this is what I would do. And, um, 
your personal, it was, I mean, she didn't say this, but your personal life basically doesn't matter. And I paid to do this challenge and I wanted to chat with you on Facebook and you don't care about me. And the, the, I just, because I do care so much Yeah. and I have poured so much into it. And it's like, yeah. you know, you have those moments where you're like, if they can't see that and like, see me as a real person, like, what am I doing this for still? Like people don't people, there's just no, um, I don't know if respect is the right word, but no understanding or no affirmation that people can see that we, but I, you know, then our members are always really quick to 35,000 is nuts though. How are you supposed to do that? Right. Here's the thing. Here's the truth. You couldn't even call if, if you called every single person who was a member at street parking, who had, let's say cancer at some point in their life, you'd, you'd be on the phone 365 days a year consoling your you're the, the member, the five members to get cancer every month. Right. And it's the same thing when I had my gym. I mean, we only had like 125 members, but everybody's, you know, if, if you feel like you need to be 125 people's friend to the point where you're helping them move and you're you yeah. know, going to the birthday party and all this stuff, because those relationships feel even more real because they're a person, right? Um, it ends up, it, yeah, it's, it ends up becoming feeling impossible. And then, you know, if you miss somebody's birthday party and then it's like the, the gossip about it or whatever, yeah. and they feel left out and then you're just like, I can't even, I should never have gone to anyone's birthday party in the first place. Um, these, these things as they come up over the horizon over the years, have you developed tools to, uh, to manage these things? Obviously like erasing Instagram, but any like, like. I know, I know our community, probably you and I both, we, um, exercise is part of our therapy. Right. Um, so erase Instagram. Do you still see exercise as therapy? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm okay with that too. Um, and, and, and anything else? I, mean, I also go to actual therapy, but I do see it as a form of, I've always seen exercise as a form of meditation, specifically CrossFit, like high intensity, because you can't think about anything else while you're doing it it's similar to like the ice bath too right like you're not going to be like thinking about what you're having for dinner while you're doing fran you're just you're so in it and you're so it, it it's something that brings you to the present moment and then it takes a while for that to go away afterwards any when you say you go to therapy is it uh just like a uh do therapists have like different methods like a jungian therapist or like a freudian therapist or like you know what i mean like do you, do you, or like as a buddhist therapist do you have a certain kind of therapist uh i think it's just like cognitive behavior like talk therapy i have done some emdr have you heard of that no what is that what does the emdr stand for it's um is this all to manage the stress of of life of I'm feeling the pressure of running the business, three kids, um, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy is a mental health treatment technique. This method involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories. Wow. Yeah, and I don't do the eye one. I think the eye one is like you follow this like laser or something like that. The one that I've gone to, not I haven't done it a ton of times, maybe like four or five. Um, I hold in my hand, these little, like almost like paddles that vibrate one at a time that gets your brain to move from left to right. And you close your eyes and you, yeah, you think about stuff that you're, you know, trying to reprocess and get over, I guess. Uh, EMDR is a game changer in therapy process. Did yeah. you like it? 
I mean, I don't know if like is the word because they basically it it's weird, right? So there was a I'm not going to talk specifically about it, what it was, but there was a memory that I was that was pretty traumatic. That was about I don't know, honestly, right before we started street parking, there was something, and um, I thought I was over it, like oh, like because they said like go back to you know something that was one of the original issues, and it so was, I, I know back. what it is. It's when Dave wouldn't let you compete, right? <laughs> I should, I should do it with that. Uh, it was when I tore my ACL. I could do it with when I tore my ACL. That was pretty traumatic because of other factors. But um, I thought it was over it. And then it, it they have you picture it. So it's the, the EMDR specialist, she doesn't have me tell her even necessarily all the details about it. She's just like, hey, just picture where you were or what was going on. And I like immediately got crazy emotional. And it felt like I was back in it, like in that moment. And so they guide you in it. They ask you like, okay, like they'll, they'll do the little back and forth thing for like 15, 20 seconds or something like that. And she's like, okay, what, what were you thinking about? What were you feeling? And you tell her, and she's like, okay, just go with that. And they help you to reprocess it and reframe what was actually real in that moment. What was actually happening? What was actually in your control versus out of control? Um, and where are you now? And because people can get stuck in stuff, you know? Um, are, are you religious? I, so I grew up Mormon. I grew up in a Mormon family. I have five siblings and grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, when uh, Tyson and I were together, especially early in our relationship, we were active in the Mormon church. And then kind of, I wouldn't say fell away from it in that we had anything against it. But when we started working, you know, when we moved to California and I was traveling all the time, we just weren't active in the church anymore. Um, but in the last couple months, Julian and I have started going to a local church here. Actually, one of the women is it a Mormon were, church? No, no, no. It's just a Christian. It's a Christian church. It's called Crossroads here in um, Vancouver, Washington. And one of the girls who works for us and who has worked for us for a long time, her husband is a pastor there, and he's just awesome. So we've been going, and because Julian grew up Jehovah's Witness, so we have these like two very strict. I always call Mormonism the paleo of religions. Um, but I think Jehovah's Witness is even more so that. Yeah, they and don't even so, get birthdays and shit. Yeah, he didn't as a child. Um, so we've been going. It, it was something that was hard for both of us because we come from two religions that were so very strict. And at least my understanding of it or what I got from it, and this is probably not what I was supposed to get from it, but it's what I got was just a list of rules. And if you mess up, you're like bad, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but we've, we've been really enjoying it actually. And it's the first time we've ever done anything like that together. Um, how old were you the very first time you did therapy? When did I, Julian and I went to therapy together in our relationship. Did I ever go to therapy before that? I don't know if I did maybe. So, uh, 34. Okay. That's when I found CrossFit. 34. I was 34. Therapy. There you go. Um, when you're 34, you need therapy. Do you, you think that there's some... Um, so, so there's something in that trauma or, or whatever it, that's somewhere in your life that the reason why you are so amazing at who you are? Like, it's like, like an integral ingredient to... Like, you cannot have chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips. 
no matter what. You could change a bunch of other shit. You think that there's something to that that's made you like so good at the things you do? So, okay. So I know, you know, when you originally reached out to have me on the podcast, you said that you had read my email about how I went just recently, actually in October. Um, I went to the same, it's not a, who was that letter to, who was that letter to anyway? Who was that? It was just like a random newsletter. It was a place to all 35,000 members. No, no, no. It wasn't street parking. It's just me. Um, I wanted a place to share stuff that's going on without a comment section. How many so, people does that go to? I'm just curious if you find it weird that it ended up in my lap. Um, well, and it was like a, hey, if you want to hear what's going on with me, that this is not a street parking, I'm going to be talking about random homeschool stuff and and all this other, like, who knows what it's going to be about. I think there's like something like 10,000 people on the list right now. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, you you had reached out to me because I had gone to this. It's not a treatment treatment facility. Sounds like I was in a in a mental hospital. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I went to this place. Patient like trauma a, resource center called. Can I say the name of it? Sure. Uh, the bridge to recovery. Yeah, and it was actually um, recommended to me by Bill and Kariana Anthes, uh-huh. who also used to work for CrossFit um, and owned CrossFit Morristown. Kariana's a good friend. And I, it's the same place that Peter Atia has gone like twice, which I didn't know until I was there. Actually, um, they got a big poster of him up there. Did they? No, I think I think <laughs> some of the people, when they were asking like, "How did you hear about this?" Some of the people that were there said that they had read about it in his book because he talks about it in his book. Wow. Okay. And, I don't. And, know. and what is that? So I was there for two weeks. And it was, oh, okay. I was going to answer your question about like, do you think the, the, these traumatic events made you good at what you're doing? That was the original question. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, I needed to pull myself out of our environment, which is very chaotic with the little mm-hmm. kids and the, and the demanding business and our staff and the members. And so you go and they take your phone and they take your computer. And for the first week, you have no contact with the outside world whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I promised them that I wouldn't tell too much of what they do there because they don't, you know, it's not that it's weird or anything, but it's their method, you know? So, um, so yeah, I couldn't talk to Julian for the first week or anyone at all. And it, it, I just needed a break from, I needed to actually separate myself from all of that. And it just brought my nervous system back down. And what we were doing there was like, digging into like inner child stuff and telling our life story and trying to figure out like what makes us um, deal with stress or pressure the way that we do, like what causes us to react to um, hard situations the way that we do, what kind of pressures are we putting on ourselves or what kind of like stories have we spun up about who we are um, based on our life experience. So, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, talked about there was, um, as a child, I have three older brothers. I have a little brother and I have a little sister and my three older brothers were always in trouble always. Um, and so early, like I'm talking like seven years old, I decided that I was going to do everything perfectly. And I was going to be like the perfect grades, all the extracurriculars, everything so that I could be like, I could help my parents because they were, they were harder to handle. Okay, you wanted to be the easy child. You didn't want to burden your parents. You took the burden of your brothers onto you. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And then and I mean they were just they were just teenage boys and stuff, you right. know. But and then I did I was also in child like I did child acting, 
which, you know, I look at my little six-year-old, I started doing it when I was seven and I look at my little six-year-old and I started going to auditions and stuff like that when I was seven, just mm. a year older than him mm. hearing like, no, like you're, you're not who we want, you know? And I just don't, I don't know that that's, it's, it is probably why I push myself so hard and I'm so driven and I, you know, but also there's like the, there's the, there's pros and cons of every, everything. Yeah. Do you think that it was that, I mean, uh, going away for two weeks, um, I know you probably didn't like that. Uh, you probably did not like leaving your business. You probably have never even left your business for two minutes, let alone two weeks. And you probably hated leaving your kids. Yeah, it was it was really hard to leave the kids. It was really hard to leave the business um, and, and Julian and our home and just, yeah, everything. I mean, because we do everything together. Our our business and our family are like so tied. So was he supportive or was he like, no, you can't go? Julian? Yeah. He called them. Oh, 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 oh. He, he, he found them for you? No, he didn't find them. It was um, Bill and Kariana helped me to find them. And I was just, uh, I had gotten to the point where I was just like, I, I mean, I was kind of losing, I was losing it a little. And there, there yeah. was some other personal stuff going on that had nothing to do with the business or my childhood or anything. And I just um, had maybe pushed too hard for too long or, um, and then you, we added this kind of, you know, other stuff into it that was stressful. And yeah, he was like, you need to go take care of yourself. You have taken care of us. You have carried these three, like to this point, cause I told you I'm still breastfeeding. I have been pregnant or breastfeeding since 2016, like straight. Yeah. Wild this whole time. So yeah. Let me, one thing I heard, and, and I know you don't want to say, but, but I heard that this isn't true. So I want to bring it up. One thing I heard is that you had cancer. I don't have cancer. Okay, good, good. I mean, people definitely um, okay. have been trying to figure it out. Okay. And that's one of those things not, where, I, yeah, go ahead. That's one of those things where, um, you know, I know everybody is like, well, what is it? Well, like, you have to tell us. No, I don't. I just like, don't want you to die. No, I'm not dying. Okay, <laughs> no good, one in our okay. family is dying. Okay, good. Um, but it's also like I've seen people overshare. And what my opinion of oversharing is on social media, whether it's in our Facebook group or on their own personal. And um, I think that people we've maybe taken that too far in our society yeah. to where something should be dealt with like privately. And so I'm trying to lead by example of like saying, Hey, we've got some stuff going on. Cause I don't, I also don't think people should hide it if they're going through a hard time, but like, maybe you don't need to tell everyone everything. So what, how do you, uh, two things, uh, two, two things. Um, how do you decide what to share and what not to share? And does it ever trip you out when you can't share something? Because I'm like pretty comfortable sharing stuff, but there are things that I'm like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not sharing that. And, it, but, but I like to examine those things in, I almost feel, yeah, I like to examine those things, but it is some sort of weird reason when I don't want to share. It's, it's like, maybe I don't want to be judged on that level. I'm always surprised when there's something I don't want to share. Cause like my whole thing is like, I'm an alchemist, like just bring any kind of energy and I'll turn it into positive. Like, you know what it send is? Me your hate and I'll make it good. You know what it is, Savon? It's my kids. So, oh, cause I'm the same way. Like I, even what we have going on, if it was just me that it would impact. Mm. Um, but it's, there's like family stuff wow. involved. And there's also like how people speak to and about their mom or their dad or whatever. And, and, the, and the sensitivity that I know about if people 
took it a certain way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What we have going on. And yeah. um, my kids are way too young for me to ask their permission. Hey, do you mind if we share this stuff about our family? Right, right. And so there's there's repercussions. I I just think about it as we protect our family. That's and funny. All the things I share, the only criticism my wife ever has, and I share, share some wild shit, is, hey, uh, it's, it's you, kid stuff. It's all, you're right. It's just all kid stuff. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, and I hope Julian doesn't mind me sharing this. He had shared something um, maybe a month ago uh, where he was doing a workout and Banner, our middle son, was having like a full on meltdown. Like this wasn't like he was just being a whiny toddler. Like he was actually really emotionally struggling. And it was a really cool post because it showed parents that that's normal. But I asked him to take it down and we had a discussion about it because Banner's a person. Mm. And that was a real, like he was actually really struggling and he's not old enough for us to ask him, Hey buddy, is it okay if strangers watch you having this like real emotional meltdown moment? Right. And so it's things like that where we're just trying to protect our family. And, and I think there's, it's a fine line to walk though. And I, I don't have like a formula for it. I just, we just go by how it feels to us. Um, when, um, could, could could street parking exist without um you? Would street parking no. exist without you? Yeah. Like if you just I, yeah, walked, I mean, like if you walked away from it, you're like, hey, I'm joining a a, a nunnery. Uh, yeah, I think the message message is strong enough to stand on its own, for sure. Um, do do you think that um? So, let me let me back up a step. I, I know that was a pretty aggressive question. There were values that Greg had. Mm -hmm. that a group of people can't have. There was this thing um, uh, I, mm. I read one time that Mahatma Gandhi said that you never have any friends because all friends will do is make it so that one time you um, uh, you compromise yourself. You'll let loyalty come in front of uh, mm -hmm. your own values. And the, some people, it's so funny. Some people are going to hear that and they're going to get all like defensive about friends or not. Don't worry about that. Just see the message. It's an equation. It's not mm -hmm. something you have to decide on. I'm getting rid of all my friends tomorrow, you fucking wackadoodles. Just an equation. It's just an interesting thought. But, but, but Greg, I, the more and more as we get further away from the Greg era, I realized that it was his values and his, what he kept on target that was CrossFit. And even when I was there, Greg would deny that. And all the employees would say, it's not a cult of one man and it's the community and all this. But more and more as we get away, I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. Didn't matter if you knew who the man was or didn't know or whatever. People would be like, well, they don't even know who he is. Doesn't matter. You can be at the back of the bus and never see the bus driver. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make him any less important. Do, do, do you, do you, do, first of all, does it make you uncomfortable to talk about this? Um, well, I, so I, what I would say is, I well, mean, yeah, I agree with you. I agree that CrossFit as the, as the way that it was and what it felt like and what, um, I don't want to say what it stood for, but just what it, uh, what it felt like, I guess I'm like a very feelings person is different. Now it is different without him. Um, it's not quite as like a William Wallace Braveheart thing. Mm, mm, um, <clears throat> well said. I never heard that said that I can't believe I've never heard that. That is what it was. Yeah. Fuck you. We'll squap a little parallel and we won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah. why I, I mean, I talk about my time on the seminar staff here in our business all the time. I talk about it to Julian constantly because we would, I mean, there's a video of me literally in 2012 in my freaking neck brace 
where I'm like telling people what's going on with Anthos on YouTube. It's still there. Like we would have done anything to, to further that message. And we were going, we were flying to freaking Australia one weekend and Korea the next weekend. And he told and, me, I told him I was getting on the show with you today. He told me to say hi to you. He said he's uh, totally like, he's not, he's totally blown away with what you've done. He's not surprised at all. He always remembers you as being just fucking amazing. And he said that one time he flew on a big, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, it was like a military plane, like a military cargo carrier. And you yeah. and Dave and him were watching a movie, sharing one set of earphones with yeah. bulletproof hats and flak jackets and the whole fucking thing. He said it was the greatest trip ever. He said it was yeah. crazy, but he said he has just mad respect for you. Just, he was just talking you up like crazy. Yeah. And exactly. We, we flew into Iraq in 2009. Yeah. yeah crazy. Like, yeah. To go teach people. And, um, we just never would say no. Like we were, we were just so, and we, um, we took it so seriously. I worked 300 seminars and I was still studying my notes for the lecture the night before, because I wanted to get it right. And quite honestly, I believe that street parking is an extension of that. I'm passionate about it because I am so passionate about what Greg taught us. And, um, but this now you're is, bringing this other stuff. Now there's Miranda, uh, the uh, mother of three, a wife. Um, I see you balancing like, hey, uh, recognize me as a strong um, uh, businesswoman. Um, hey, I'm just a regular person. Hey, I have kids. Uh, now you're balancing all these things. Yeah. But, but but the people in, the, in your community are there for it, right? They're there. Yeah. They're there for that. I mean, that the 10,000 subscribers speak to it. If they just yeah. wanted just... Yeah, they're there for it. Yeah, I think so. I guess to answer your question, CrossFit still exists. It, it feels different. So I think street parking could definitely exist for a very long time. It might feel different. And I don't think that the, the, the message would change, but maybe the way that it feels in the delivery or maybe, you know, they would do things that I wouldn't um, have done exactly the same way. But I do think that the community and the people here, we have people working here who um, are just as passionate about it, at, maybe not just as, but very passionate about it the same way that Julian and I are. Um, so I think that it could continue. It might not just be exactly the same. Um, do you think that this podcast could never continue without me? No one get fucking any crazy ideas. Um, this This bridge to recovery thing that you shared, is it to... Why, why did you share it? Not, I, I know that you were saying that you shared it because you, you think people should know like, Hey, there's hard things that happens in people's lives. Even my mm -hmm. life. I'm not perfect. I tried to be when I was seven, but I want you to know I'm fucking not. But is any part of it like a relief? Like, do you feel better that you shared it or does part of you, or is it just not better or is it worse that you shared it? Um, no. So, <clears throat> I mean, I think you've known me for a very long time. Like I've always tried to be very authentic in who I am. Um, and to the point where like, you know, I know you guys make jokes about this and, and Hiller jokes about this. Like I wouldn't, I would never have, even when I worked for Progenics, I'm not going to post a product that I don't personally take. Um, even if it's like a brand that I love, or I'm not going to wear a pair of shoes that I wouldn't buy with my own money. Mm -hmm. And, right. um, here at street parking, we're not going to put out a program that we wouldn't do. Um, and so there's a level of realness that I've always tried to showcase and that's just a, a part of it. Um, 
because like what you're saying, like, I think people need to, maybe, maybe there was somebody that needs to hear like, Hey, it's okay to like ask for help. And yeah, I look like I've got my whole life together because I've got this beautiful husband and these three beautiful children and a successful business and I'm fit and all of this stuff. But like, I'm over here in the trauma center because it, you pay a price to have a life like this and everybody has gone through stuff and it's okay to like own up to that and, and take some time for yourself, especially moms, you know, so. So, and, and you're glad you did the two week, uh, course, two week vacation, two you know, weeks. It's really work, cool. Weeks yeah. Work. I'm so, I'm so glad I did it. It was a really good reset. It brought my, you know, my nervous system down. I haven't put Facebook back on my phone. Um, so I'll interact with people on my computer through Facebook. And I'll, like I said, I take Instagram off my phone at night. Um, did they recommend that at the place? Um, well, I mean, my situation with social media was different than at least the people in my group. Like I had to really explain like, Hey, this is cause I have on my personal Instagram, I have 280,000 followers or something like that. And it's been like that for since for 10 years. Um, and so that's, that's a different thing that most people will never understand what it's like to have 300,000 people have a, an opinion about everything. You, do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so no, it was more like, I just, I needed a, a more healthy relationship with it. And it felt good. Like my stress levels and my, um, insecurities and everything were just so much more improved just from two weeks. The coolest thing that happened though is, um, so there was a group of 12 of us that were all together at the same time. And we have this group text that just, it's people, you know what it is. Oh, who went, who went to the, um, recovery place? Well, it was strangers. Strangers. They were just complete strangers. Yeah. So you roll up and everybody starts and they get, you get there on the same day and we're all there at the same time. And the cool thing about it was none of these people had any idea who I was and they couldn't grab their phone to look it up. Oh so yeah. That's only, cool. Wow. Yeah. The only things they knew about me was what they saw in person. So there was no, because when was the last time I entered a space because we go to meetups and stuff and all the members they they look at us already a certain way or if i if i go yeah. to the crossfit games, everyone knows you yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean not like freaking leonardo dicaprio or something when i go to the coffee no shop, i get I, it but you live in you i was thinking well think of there's people who just live in the bubble think of a games athlete who has eight hundred thousand followers and all they do is go from affiliate to affiliate or gym to work out and everywhere they go they're just fucking famous right everywhere they go they're just the man mm-hmm yeah, that's fucking crazy. That, that I was just realizing the other day. That's just wild. That's yeah, it's like, weird. Yeah, and so, so, and, and here's what I really think happens to those people. This is off subject. I think those people start to believe their own shit, like that they are Leonardo DiCaprio, or that oh, they really, gosh. or that they really are famous. There's some girl on Instagram who has a million followers and she thinks she's famous. Like, yo, ding dong. Nobody knows who you are. The reason why is because you just travel in our cult. You know what? When we started street parking the very first year, we called it CrossFit Games Rehab. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Because yeah. what I realized, so I could, we competed in 2015 and it was my whole life. Like we were going to win and all this stuff. And and then the next year I'd, I wasn't competing, but Julian still was, and we were together now. Um, and so we were still kind of in it. But like when you stop competing, you realize how few people give a shit about right, it. Right. And it's not to say that it's not super. I am. I love that I did it. And I love that I was super into it. And I think the people that are doing it, there's a cool season of life to do that. 
But when you get out of it, you're like, oh, no one cares. What have you done for me lately? That's what sports is. Yeah. Uh, Miranda's one of my favorite humans. Chris Frank. Chris Frank was <laughs> Chris Frank is one of Julian's close friends, and he lived with us for a while. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that was nice of you. Yeah, hi Frank. All right, uh, are you going to be doing the open? Maybe I did I'm it gonna, last year. I'm doing it for the first time in like seven seventy five years. You didn't. You didn't do it. No, I never did it. I was opposed to doing it. Why? I don't know. Fuck it. I just was just like, fuck it. It's not my thing. But now I'm trying to get in the good graces of like Dave and Don and like, I'm trying to be cool. Why are you trying to get in their good graces? Because I, 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 re- I got to do the behind the scenes. Well, let me say this oh, first. Okay. About You're sucking up to them. Yeah, sucking up to them. But let me say this in, in all fairness. The two or three times that I've done it in my life, I was so proud of myself. I was so fucking proud of myself. And there were always five workouts when I did it. I was so proud of myself. So, so now I know I'll be happy that I did it, but I'm like, part of me is like just dreading it and terrified and like all that shit. You know what? <clears throat> I probably, I will probably do it. Maybe it depends on the workouts. Like if there's one where it's like, I'm going to F myself up. If I even try to do this, then I'm not going to like try to be a hero. Um, but I did them all. I did them all last year. The, uh, the other couple of years I was like super pregnant always. <laughs> so I wasn't really doing it. Um, super we pregnant. Have- have you heard of what we do over at street parking called the vault? I mean, I got to share this with you because I know you're all about the affiliate. Someone was just completely explaining the vault to me, like, like giving me just a complete lowdown. Explain it to me. Yes. Oh, that's okay, nice. So wow. Look at that set. Some good graphics. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, go on. So the vault, the first year of the vault was in 2020. <laughs> this is our fifth year of the vault. And we got together in 2019 in the spring of 2019. And we were like, how can we take the, and I'm, I'll just be honest about what the conversation was. We were like, the, the open's awesome. And there's so much energy around it, but we hate the scores. We hate the no reps. We hate the judging. Like that's just not our vibe, but we are, our, our core, like core, core, core value is consistency. Like how can we take that concept and help build it into consistency. And so what the vault is, is it's one workout a week for 25 weeks. Wow. Um, but there's no, like, you don't have to film yourself. There's no, you know, judging, there's no leaderboard. You just have to log it within the time window, but you got to do all 25 to be a vault finisher. And every year we've had a cool, like this year's theme obviously is the pirate theme. And, um, for the first time last year, we were like, Hey, like if you have a a CrossFit gym or just any type of gym, if you're a personal trainer, it doesn't matter. Um, you're more than welcome to join us and and use the vault with your members because it's a, it's a consistency challenge is really what it is. And ultimately that's what the, the, you know, if I'm a trainer, I want people coming back and sticking to it. And so the vault is one workout a week for 25 weeks. We have no, oh, we have close to 100 gyms participating with us this year. Holy shit. Yeah. Last wow. year was the first time. I think we only had like 15 or something like that last year. It was kind of last minute, but we we invited gyms to participate and they don't they don't have to pay anything. Just one one coach or the gym owner needs to be a member. Right. Is all that we ask and they can participate and their members are not going to log on our app or anything like that they can do their waterfy or their sugar wad or whatever is out yeah. there these days um but yeah if they're getting lesson plans carlene matthews works for us now and she oh. she lives to us actually and she's doing the, the lesson plans because she's been doing the vault at her gym for a few years we're a games um, athlete that went to diet street parking 
<laughs> Carlene Matthews. And Carlene and Julian and Molly. And a lot of our members are former, like maybe not the, the big, big name athletes, but we have, I mean, Carly Fuhrer, if you remember her, she's a yeah, member yeah. that's very good. And so, yeah, we're really excited about the, the gyms because I know like, you know, gym owners could be like, well, I don't want my members to get stolen by street parking. So the fact that they trust us and we're not trying to steal your members, we're just trying to give you another tool because I, I, you know, I come from that and I, we just want um, to help people be consistent. So we're, we're super pumped about it. Uh, Sevon, I will see you at uh, Sevon and I will see you Miranda at the health summit. Oh, you're speaking at the health summit. I am coming to the health summit. I I, I think I'm on a panel. You know, um, Miranda, I had this, um, I had this, uh, guest on the other day, Jennifer say she won the, um, she was U S national champion in gymnastics in 1986 and then worked at Levi Strauss and became the president of Levi Strauss. And then she, um, she, they're based out of San Francisco, extremely liberal company, like extremely liberal, you know, like very, and, Mm -hmm. uh, Opposite, but but their consumer. What's interesting is their consumer base is not uh, predominantly liberal. It's predominantly conservative. Yeah, v- very interesting. But anyway, so she worked there, and uh, she was towing the line. You know, hiring people based on their genitalia and their skin color instead of their merit, and they pushed her too far. She has she's a white she's a white Jew lady, and she, but she got black husband with two black kids, and they pushed her too far, and she didn't. She sent her kids to public school. Well, all the other executives and bigwigs were sending their kids to private school. And during COVID, they wanted the kids to wear masks and shut the school down. And she's like, nah, I'm not doing that. That's going to hurt black kids and brown kids more than white kids. I'm not doing that. Like she really was towing the line. She she was next in line to be CEO. That's a pretty – the CEO was making like $40 million a year then. And she was very close to being CEO, and they told her to stop posting on Instagram, and she wouldn't. And she ends up losing her job. She was in, she was Forbes top 50, uh, like best CMOs. And when I was interviewing her, I was like, holy shit. I wonder if, uh, does Forbes ever reached out to you? (laughs) Like, has anyone ever reached out to you and just been like a a top female entrepreneur in the world, top uh, uh, thinker, top mind, uh, top uh, leader, community leader, top, um, you know, like there's odd, like this didn't happen to you on accident. Like, Only this you, Savon. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is as high as you can. Has Joe Rogan ever reached out to you? No. No. It's kind of wild, isn't it? What? What other? So, sorry, I told you I'd only keep you for six minutes. What other no, organizations yeah. are there like yours? Is there? Are there any? You know. I- Okay, in in the like vein of authenticity, like I'll see somebody like a like a Kalipa on uh, who was he on recently on on like the Jocko podcast. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mean, Jason has more in common with Jocko with the with the jujitsu and all of that. But I'm just like, like, why is Jason on? Like, where's my Jocko invite? You know, and, and right, I allow right. that to get to me a little bit. And right. you know, the truth is, is like, I, I because I know that. A lot of that stuff is there are people that were, and I'm not saying that this is what happened with Jason and Jocko, but there are a lot of people who work for those companies who go out and seek those things. Like there's somebody that maybe works for this company that's reaching out to Rogan and saying, Hey, I've got a guest that I think that you would be interested in talking to. And I've just never, um, and maybe this is bad business on my part, but I've just never, that feels weird to me. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't. You, yeah, okay, okay. The, yeah, a lot of these people are promoting. It's just, it's just really. And here's the other thing that I know: your community is truly ravenous. Yeah. It's not a normal community. You're thirty-five thousand strong, or stronger than the millions of people that might be following another community. Like it is a, it's you, it's a powerhouse of a community. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me that you haven't been, um, you haven't grown. Well, I'm glad. I hope when you do, eventually, you're going to get shot into the stratosphere. You're going to be asked to be on some like presidential council, or maybe you'll end up running for. Would you ever run for politics? Congress or no Senate? Or no, no. no way. Not with no. the, not with all my like, <clears throat> no. Do you have an agent? No. And I never have. That's what I'm saying. Cause when I worked for Progenics, <clears throat> I was the athlete manager. And so we had athletes like Lauren Fisher and Stacey Tovar and all this. And all at, toward the end, cause this was like 2015, 16, they all had agents, all of them. And I just, the, Again, it was like, do you really need an agent? Like, you're not Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, but right. I I get it. And <clears throat> a lot of these deals that people get and the um, shows that they're on are because they're agents and people like that are reaching out for them. It's just never, I, I guess maybe I don't like that form of self-promotion. I shouldn't say I don't like self-promotion because I'm big on social media and I post all the time. But I, I don't know, that side of it's always been weird to me. Okay, last question. Um, but there, but I'm going to have you back on again, and we need to talk about that. Um, well, when you you started going to church again, yeah. What are you learning in that environment? Can you actually go there and like commune with God, or the whole time are you just like, is or is it CEO uh, Miranda? Okay, what are they doing here that's working so well? Oh, what are they doing <laughs> that's not working so well? Oh, I really like this about the uh, like. Are you like, oh, maybe I need a robe like the priest up there. Maybe I should be a high priest. <laughs> like, are you like? Maybe we need incense. Um, well, the church that we go to doesn't have robes, but they do They do have a very cool vibe and a very cool community. And I learned this past Sunday that it is one of the largest churches in the country, if not the Pacific, and for sure in the Pacific Northwest, because I guess large churches just aren't very common up here. And I didn't know that before this past Sunday because I this is a new experience for me. Um, and this past Thousands? Sunday, Are you in a room with like thousands of people and shit? I don't know how many members they have, and I don't know how they quantify Are there big members. screens when you go in? Or like, hey, yeah, so they have, like, live music, and they have a screen, and they've oh, got, like, okay. screens on the side, and they make cool, like, content and stuff. Um, yeah, they do a really good job. And so this past Sunday, they did, like, a 2023 recap and a 2024, like, what our message is going to be for this year and what our focus is going to be. And I came in here today because of the experience yesterday and recorded a podcast for our community that was the same thing. So I definitely can see like value in that. But no, like when I'm there, um, I just, you know, it's it's very peaceful. This past Sunday, we didn't take our kids. We had Julian's mom watch them so that we could just go just the two of us. And no, it's, uh, I'm a, I don't see myself. See, that's the thing is like CEO, Miranda, when I, when you say that, I picture this like, super professional, super dialed in. And that's just actually not who I am. Like I'm a very emotional. I think that street parking is the way that it is because I'm very in tune with my own intuition and I pay attention and I feel other people and I feel what's going on and I see what's going to be needed, not in like a strategic mastermind way, but in like a human connection way. And um, I think the biggest benefit of us being more religious has been 
praying together and just prayer again, because whether or not you believe in God or Buddha or whatever, I think prayer is a form of meditation and slowing down and being present in the moment and thinking about what am I struggling with? What do I need? What do I need to surrender and just realize that I'm out of, this is out of my control. And so that has been a huge benefit for us. Mm. Time with your husband. That's what, it's kind of interesting. That's what I thought about birthing class. Mm-hmm. We did three hour birthing class once a week for like whatever it is, 10 weeks. And I thought, oh, I can't believe I'm spending three hours just sitting next to her on a couch with no phone one day a week for it. Not, it was so great for our relationship, even though the mm-hmm. games and shit we played were, I thought they were silly, <laughs> but, but whatever. It was great. Yeah. Hey, hey, dude, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If you were a man, I'd say you to man. But since you're a woman, I'd say you to woman. You can say you're the man. It's okay. All right. You the man. Yeah. Thank you. You the man. Uh, thank you for uh, being there. Uh, always, whenever I reach out to you, text you, call you, I appreciate your support. You are a, uh, a diamond in the rough and it's fun being your friend and watching you. You're like one of those people, like when I was little, I never thought I'd know someone as, as successful as you. And now you're one of, <laughs> you're one of a cast of characters that I'm, that I'm stoked to know. You're going to be at the the health summit. Fuck. No, no, you don't go anywhere. No, no, ma'am. Okay, well, I'll be there. All right. Susan will be be there. Yeah, but I'm promoting the shit out of it. And I love Karen Thompson. And I love that you're going there. And I think it's absolutely, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. I think you're smart for going. I think it's going to be a cool event. Cool. Yeah, of course. You're on the panel. You're on the panel. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Good night. See you later. Miranda Alcarez. Kayla Beaver. I could probably th- that could probably be a four hour podcast easily. Yeah, I could. Ju- I it's was awesome. just like I was just like settling in. Yeah, I felt like as soon as you got going, it was time for her to go. She's so fun to talk to. Well, man, I just feel like that there's something under there that's like, like a like a like she's got like this knowledge. Like, hey, here's the code spin the safe this way, this way, this way, and you're good to go. Like she know, like there's something in there. She's got to, she's got to figure it out. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Intuitive. Fuck that intuitive shit. Sounds like my fucking wife. I had a dream. I'm like, Oh fuck. Here we go. Your wife, does your wife dream a lot, Caleb? Uh, yeah, she does way more than I do. I like, I never dream. And then does that shit come true? Does it ever come true? Her dreams? No, absolutely oh. not. My wife's dreams come true like 50% of the time. And like, I don't want to hear that shit because some of the times it's like some scary shit happens. Yeah. I dreamt this. We were, you were at the skate park and there's a shooter. I'm like, what? <laughs> all of my dreams usually come true, but all of her dreams don't come true. Oh, that's why you're, you're restricted on how many dreams you can have. Yeah. Like the other night I had one that I was in a helicopter crash. So eventually that'll happen. <laughs> uh, Mr. Oh, what? Say that again. Seriously. Yeah. When was that? Last night? Yeah, last night. I I don't I dream like once a week. So when I do have them, they're like pretty violent. And Jesus. that one was like a helicopter crash. Were you in fatigues? Were you were you uh with the crew, with the boys? Yeah, I think so. It was like very fast. It was like jolted me awake and yeah. Before you were dead, you woke up. I hit no, I hit the ground. Like I could yeah, it was weird. But yeah, that'll probably happen.
Shit, did this guy give two dollars and I not read his shit? The beaver dude, the taxidermy dude. No, he. I think he's probably saying two bucks to paint the underside of the shelf, and I still haven't done. Uh, oh, oh, he didn't get that <laughs> money. He didn't get that money. Uh oh, Caleb, do you sleep paralysis too? Ooh, I used to. Have, I forgot all about that. I used to have that when I was uh, younger. Really, I had that a few times. That's when you wake up and you can't move. Yeah, I've yeah, never. Yeah, that's Ooh, that shit's scary. I usually can move though pretty quickly, like within a few seconds, but it's fucking scary. Mm, I do not like the thought of that. That's fucking terrifying. Uh, Mason Mitchell, my girlfriend dreams that she's doing clean and jerks and launches herself into the air. She probably could too. She's strong as fuck. My uh, girlfriend, my wife uh, dreams that she is a, a cross country skier with only one arm. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, uh, thank you for recognizing the um, hat. It, it is a, it's been a while since I've worn it, but I knew it was going to be cold in here tonight. It's the old Filson. Oh, speaking of hats, this just came in the mail today. Where is oh, it? shit. Wow. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's nice, dude. Yeah. Gray on gray. I want the yellow one. Holy shit. Vindicate. The least I could do is bring that up. Vindicate. V N D K A. And my other friend is now president of GORUCK. That's fucking crazy. Jason McCarthy? Uh no. Uh, uh Jimmy Letchford. Jason McCarthy's the owner. Did we have Jason McCarthy on this show? We did long time ago. It'd be cool to oh. get him back on. Okay. Um uh oh, he's got he's got joggers. I'm so into joggers right now. It's nice. Uh, tomorrow, oh, here's the hats. My wife. God, I hope her. I hope you're not selling any Vindicate hats, and only CEO hats. There first. is a look at that's a scarcity mindset, right? God, I hope you're selling a lot of Vindicate uh, hats. Oh, for every four I sell, you sell one. They're nice though. This is warm. It's good for right now. It's snowing like crazy. Oh, you have to say that. Because I pay you all that money. It is snowing pretty great. This is like perfect time. No, not the snowing part. Not the snowing part. The part where you said it's warm. Oh, well, it, it is warm. Okay. Oh, uh, tomorrow, Tra I, I, I saw this, and I know Travis is all excited about it, but I have no fucking idea what it's about. So I told him to call in tomorrow morning and like explain this to me. I think this will be cool. I, I want him to explain it, though. Hey, you, you ready for this? Check this out. Hmm. We did a show this morning. Have you fucking seen it yet? Yeah. Okay. We, we that that was the clean. That's one of the cleanest things I've ever seen in the CrossFit space. Period. ESPN anywhere. That was nuts. Taylor is a fucking god, and Will Branstetter is a fucking genius. Absolutely. What that was do you cool. What do you think about this? They announced the open on Thursday night. On Friday night, every Friday night for the Open, we do a show that's like that, and we fly in athletes to go against Taylor. Taylor against Hopper. Taylor against Colton. Taylor against Haley Adams. You would have to be, if you're an athlete, you'd have to be, and we'll promote whatever sponsor you want. California Peptides in conjunction with. Do you think the athletes want to do more for their sponsors? Like, imagine like um, like we had... Um, uh, Spencer Panchik come in. I don't know who one of his sponsors are, but he'd be like just a bonus for a sponsor. Let's say a sponsor is um, 
barbell cartel. We just put their logo up there big, and the whole time we're pumping them up. Fly me out. I'll get my ass absolutely smashed, but fuck, I'll be shirtless. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, they got to be big names, pool boy. Big names to go against Taylor. That would be so cool to watch. I think tons of people would watch it. It'd be really fun to get the commentary. Dude, I'd be awesome. be bigger than CrossFit's open on Thursday. Fuck yeah, the it would be. The thing that they have is they have the announcement that everyone wants to see, but this shit would be fucking wild. Sure, but I don't give a fuck about any of the athletes they bring onto their show. It's not even like good rivalries. It's not even like like they don't hype up anything about it. They're like, oh, look, we're going to have Camille blanc Bazinet and Annie Thor's daughter complete this workout. Like, no, I want two people who are going to fucking trash talk the entire time. Oh, yeah, just Taylor just Taylor and Jason would be crazy. I want to see a war. I want to see yeah. them warming up, just throwing insults the whole time. And then I want to see them go at it and just wreck each other. Um, uh, um, no, 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 we're not going to offer them any money. Uh, 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 we're going to have to offer them. No, no, we're just going to offer them just the sh- publicity. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't know if people realize this yet. But you would rather have the ten thousand. You'd rather have ten thousand people who watch this podcast to be your fans than a hundred thousand people who are who don't watch this podcast. Facts. I'm just telling you. These motherfuckers will follow you all over the internet. They'll be like your personal bodyguards. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want. Anyway, well, if they don't want to do it, that they, I don't even think um, Patrick, uh, Mr. Clark, I don't even think half the, um, I wonder if even half the athletes, even fucking 5% of the athletes even want to do anything for their sponsors. Like if they love them and want to blow them up. I know Colt, I bet you Colton will do it. Pay for Colton's air ticket and a fucking Armenian Uber driver and get him in there to go fucking go to war with Taylor. Hell yeah. You want to do more for your sponsors. Yeah. Just blow that shit up. God, that'll be so fun. Maybe, but maybe Patrick's right. Maybe, maybe Patrick's right. Tell him, Caleb. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I wonder, I wonder if Taylor was pretty high today after that. I was high watching that. It was so fun to watch. Ariel Owens, the sponsor's dream. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we give Taylor a week off and bring in Ariel and someone. Although it's so, it was so fun watching Taylor go really enjoyed that he came out after the second workout just shitting on himself all fucking that was awesome he was beating on himself too yeah, yeah i loved it. it i just loved it yeah it was cool. i think i i think i my i like him like five percent more than i did before which is crazy because i already like him we all like him so much anyway yeah right and i think he he did a lot for himself because i think people think he's just gonna shit on everybody he talks to i don't think taylor is that no, he has that personality. Sure, like you can go at anybody in the world just talking trash to him. But in reality, he's one. He's a CrossFit coach, so he has to have some level of like personable relationship with all of his athletes. You know, and I mean, he's just gonna he's gonna beat on himself more than anybody else he talks to. He, I think he's he's just got he more. Put it on the line. He basically yeah. opened himself up to complete. Opened himself up to a uh, total criticism. All anus criticism. was fully loose. Yeah, his anus was fully loose today. Exactly. Yep. Double cheeked up and it's loose. Yeah. Oh, look, Sevon's barn. God, you, you, I, it's so funny. You don't realize how much you actually motivate me. 
Sevon's barn. I'm just so ready for a barn. Build a barn on the property. I want all that money that Miranda has. <laughs> 10,000 members at 35 bucks a piece. 35,000. Oh, right. Got the numbers mixed up. The thing is, though, man, she, she, they really do invest all that shit. They invest so much money fucking back into the community, which is so smart. Oh, what is this? Shut up and scribble, scribble live from Miami. Tier, tier, Wadapalooza, Miami game day. Wow. Have you seen those graphics Will's working on? Holy yeah. shit. They're awesome. No mames, way. <laughs> Espanol. All right. Um, remember, uh, rumor has it peptides can't be tested for. God, I can't wait to get my peptides soon. Did, uh, on the show the other day, I ordered a whole year's worth. I still have one. They only mail out every Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, oh, someone said, what happened to your sponsor, Swolverine and, um, um, toe spacers, uh, a seasonal seasonal. I've only done, um, I've done two bottles of BPC one five seven and two bottles of CJC 1295 and they were kind of spread out. I think the CJC 1295 did something to me. I think my hair and my nails, my dick, everything just got stimulated. I was telling I was telling Hiller that I bought a year's worth. And he's like, he's like, you should do two bottles every other month <laughs> instead of one bottle a month. He's like, no, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> oh yeah. Your quads are still sore. I know, right? Jeez Louise. I'm not paying $70 a week to think something is happening. No, the bought the jar lasts uh a year. Hey, dude, something happened. Something happened. I'm telling you. Uh, Ken Walters is doing the math on how much uh, street parking um, uh, makes. Hey, what's your, what if I told you, Ken Walters, that they make most of their money from um, apparel sales? I mean, I don't know that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. So you're not even scratching the surface. Andrew Hiller, I wasn't joking. Okay. All right. Think All about right. those partnerships with GoRuck. Oh yeah, I bet you they blew go. I bet you they changed GoRuck's world. That's what I mean. That like that community she has is powerful. Like if you can get them, if you if if like, like if I could get her to use my toothpaste and talk about my toothpaste. Oh, Matuthian, it's it's here. It came today. Eight jars of it came. The Matuthian, it's here. Two flavors. If I can get Miranda to fucking brush with my powder. Fuck, did I talk to her about that? Damn. Damn. Shit. She changed my world. She's like, she's like Oprah. Mm, She's like Oprah. Oh, shit. That hurts. (laughs) Yeah, is that? Yeah, someone on the show named it. Matuthian. Someone hashtag Matuthian. I was like, yep, that's it. Thank you. What's the other flavor? You said you have two flavors? There's that one that's just in the peppermint. There's just peppermint and just dirt. Dirt flavor. I prefer dirt. <laughs> I'm not so good at selling stuff. Uh, dirt. dirt. Fla- I just prefer dirt. You know what's crazy though is it's way less. 
the stuff that I'm using now is by a company called Van Man, and his shit is like brushing with like a big mouthful of like rocks and dirt. But I've gotten kind of used to it. What the fuck? Don't talk shit about Miranda. Who? Who's talking shit about Miranda? Who? Where? Let's see. I want to find it. Um, uh, mm, uh, mm, I don't see uh, it. Fuck, I don't see it. Let's bring them out to the courtyard and throw tomatoes at them. Oh, oh. you said she's like Oprah. <laughs> That's what's con- okay. All right. right, all right, all right, all right. You know, I meant, I meant she's a she's a real influencer. Yeah, all right, all right, fine. Okay, Audrey, point Audrey. All right, point Audrey. Should have asked her what she's reading. All right, that's like the time uh, in one of the behind the scenes one year. I asked uh, um, Rich Froney. I said, "Hey, what do you what kind of suntan lotion do you use?" He said, "I don't use suntan lotion." And then I panned over to James Hobart, and he goes. Uh, Every suntan lotion company in the United States just went out of business. And I thought it was so funny. Do you remember that? I do. That was good. Yeah, it was so good. It was so so quick with it, too. Uh, I called it Matuthian, but I saw it on a post. I think Wad Zombie. Oh, no shit. So it was a joke? Fuck. And Andrew Hiller would say, lean into that shit. Yeah, I loved it. Matuthian. Hey, and I'm going to come out with a tan. I swear to God. I swear to you. What are those things that girls stick in their vagina that has the string hanging out of it? Tampon. And that versus, versus, no, pad. I think it's, is it tampon might be the pad. Let me Google tampon. Tampon is the one that gets inserted with the string you're, hanging you're, out. You're sure? I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone said I should come out with an all-natural tampon and call it Matussi. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In partnership with Doc Doc Spartan, Matussi. Pad is a pad. Oh, wow. You need a new R&D department. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. I have to pee. I got to I got I, I was listening. Listen how imperfect I am. I have a mattress on the floor in my bedroom, but also I was fasting today and then my sister's over at my house and she made a shitload of steaks. She goes, do you want one? I'm like, yeah. So I haven't eaten today, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to go eat a steak. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, uh, tampons are dirty. Just make a cup. Oh yeah. Like those, uh, Kate Gordon showed us the cup. Yeah. Look at Janelle Winston. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah. Thank you. Very supportive. Did I tell you the tampon story? I don't know. You might have. So the other day, it was was actually last Thursday, because the garbage man came on Thursday, last Thursday. And I went out into the the street to bring in the trash cans, and there was a litter, a row of trash from my neighbor's yard to my yard. And it was stuff that I knew that wasn't mine, because there was like a Skittles wrapper and like Colgate, a Colgate box, and just shit that wasn't mine. But I didn't care. Like, I'm an adult now. You know what I mean? I'm old. I go over, and I'm starting to pick all the stuff up, and there's a Kleenex. And I pick up the Kleenex, and right when I pick it up, there's a live tampon in there. You know, like, you know they look like, you ever seen them? They look like dead m- mice. You ever seen, like, your your your, your wife walk to, like, the, 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 the trash can with it, and she's holding it by the tail? Looks like a mouse that got drilled in a I picked it up and there it is. My neighbor's fucking 
tampon. I so wanted to take a picture of it. Yeah, a live one. I so wanted to take a picture of it and be like, <laughs> send it to my neighbor. Every floor this time around. Hey, hey, listen. I threw it in the trash. I walked in the house. I, I told my wife, she goes, are you going to wash your hands? I go, nope. No. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Okay. Uh, love you guys. Uh, see you tomorrow morning. No guest. No guest. Everyone's training. Susan was working like a madman trying to get some big uh, athletes on. I uh, couldn't do it. Uh, but I'll be here. I got a bunch of like shit that's going to make it so people cancel their memberships to talk about. Are you here in the morning? I should be here tomorrow morning. Yeah. All right. I got a great list of shit. All right. Uh, love you guys. Um, well, not buying your tooth powder. No, I'm not the one that mixes the tooth powder. It's not these filthy hands that mix it. <laughs> the Matuthian is done by kids in China with very clean hands. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You were me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't send it to the neighbor. Nothing ever gets fixed. You're right. He's great at fixing shit. All right. Love you guys. Uh, bye bye.